Hi, this is Bella Mehta from New York reporting for ACR 2020. The abstract number that I want to talk about is 1633 and it's titled a randomized double blind placebo controlled trial for anakinra in pediatric and adult patients with Stills disease. The trial is named Anna Stills, Anna for anakinra and Stills for Stills disease. As we all know, anakinra is an IL-1 receptor antagonist and IL-1 is a predominant cytokine that they think about as a pathology in Stills disease. This was a 12-week study in patients with active and newly diagnosed Stills disease. 12 patients were enrolled in this randomized study where six patients were assigned to the placebo arm, six patients were assigned to the treatment arm. In the treatment arm, two patients were given the two milligram per kg per, per day subcute dose of anakinra, whereas four patients were given the four milligram per kg per day subcute dose of anakinra. All patients met the either the ILAR criteria if they were less than 16 or the Yamaguchi criteria if they were greater than 16 years of age. The primary objective was to reach ACR 30 and the absence of fever at two weeks, at the two weeks time point. So five patients received the placebo. One patient dropped out because the patient was actually diagnosed with lymphoma and did not have the original diagnosis of Stills disease. Six patients continued on the drug over the 12 week point, time point. Of the six patients, all six of them achieved the ACR 30 criteria at week two. Not only that, all of the six patients achieved the ACR 50 as well as 70 criteria at week two. Five of the six patients also re reached the ACR 90 criteria at week two. And all of these effects were sustained over the 12-week period. At the 12-week time point, five patients were at the ACR 90 mark and one patient was at the ACR 70 mark. Of note, all patients in the placebo arm did not have any response and there was a high rate of dropout towards the end of the study in the placebo arm. Again, it's very difficult to enroll patients with Stills disease in a trial like this and it's, it's possible that it's, most patients do not want to get into a randomized study with a placebo arm, uh, as you can see. Um, Still, this is a big study with 12 patients. Um, as the authors also note that it was difficult to recruit and they had to stop the study early. Uh, but overall, an important study showing the utility of IL-1 blockade in Stills disease. Um, a lot of uh, exciting posters and presentations in this area. Uh, for more, tune into Room Now or follow me on Twitter at Bella underscore Meta. And thank you for listening. Hello everyone, I'm Olga Petrina from New York. I'm reporting from the ACR 2020 meeting, which is virtual this year. Uh, today I would like to share some updates on uh, recognition and early treatment of macrophage activation syndrome. Uh, so there are several abstracts that speak about early uh, detection and also outcomes in, in MAS based on the approach to treatment. I would start with the abstract 1496 uh, which is the study of outcomes of an evidence-based guideline for the treatment of HLH and MAS. Um, so it's a great abstract. In this uh, study, authors 
design electronic medical record research algorithm that would identify patients with oncology and rheumatology nodes with fever more than 38 degrees Celsius and ferritin levels of more than 500. They used this um, algorithm and then retrospectively identified patients who were uh, hospitalized with about parameters. And uh, they compared patients before implementation of evidence-based guidelines to treat HLH and MAS and after the um, evidence-based guideline was implemented. And what they found that um, amongst the patients who were identified as HLH or MAS, uh, which was uh, 12 girls and 15 boys of uh, age eight and more in this particular uh, study, the outcomes changed tremendously after they implemented this evidence-based guideline. Uh, so it showed that the mean time from, uh, for uh, HLH and MAS diagnosis from the beginning of the symptoms shortened from eight and a half days to two and a half days after the implementation of the guideline. Also, um, average hospital stay shortened by five days from 34 to 29 in patients who, who were treated based on their guidelines. And most importantly, the survival rate increased uh, from, uh, so overall survival increased from 75% before the implementation of the algorithm up to 93.3% after the implementation of the evidence-based guideline. The treatment of um, this condition hasn't changed much in terms of uh, treatments used. Uh, so IVIG steroids and anakinra were still the most used medications, although the use of IVIG increased after implementation of algorithm from 35 to 53.3%. So overall, the study emphasizes on uh, a benefit of having this uh, guideline uh, implemented for early detection and treatment of patients with macrophage activation syndrome slash HLH. And then uh, speaking of early detection um, and uh, identification of patients with, with um, uh, macrophage activation syndrome, there is another great um, abstract 1149, which speaks about the risk score for macrophage activation syndrome in patients with systemic uh, JIA. So in this uh, study, patients with systemic JIA, which is 69 patients, were uh, um, were evaluated and their laboratory parameters were measured and um, compared to patients who, who developed MAS as opposed to those who did not. So they measured ferritin levels, LDH, AST, and triglycerides in patients with or without MAS and found that um, patients who developed MAS tend to have those uh, parameters much higher than the patients with systemic JEA without this complication. They assigned the score of 3.1 to ferritin of more than 750, the score of 2.5 to LDH levels more than 540, um, two points for AST more than 30, and 1.5 points for triglycerides more than 100. And this um, uh, sensitivity specificity of this particular scoring system was very high. Sensitivity was 96% um, for construction cohort and specificity was 80.5%. And it was the, uh, found that uh, MAS risk score of more than five was seen in 27 out of 28 systemic JA patients who developed MAS. 
as opposed to only eight patients out of 41 of those who did not develop the complication, which uh, again points out to the usefulness of the scoring system in order to predict patients at risk, uh, which will help early identification and effective treatment of patients with this uh, scary and serious complication. I hope you find this information useful. And if you would like to learn more about this ongoing ACR meeting, please visit us at Room Now, and we'll see you there.